Welcome to the Diligent Podcast, where we make Bible study come to life, and I'm your host, Joshua Cantrell. Today on the Diligent Podcast, we are continuing our discussion, of course, going through the prophets, being diligent uh, with the prophets, and for the last couple of times we've been together, uh, we have been studying specifically from the book of Haggai. Of course, the book of Haggai belongs in the restoration period of our Bibles. Of course, we find uh, the earlier 33 chapters, 10 chapters in the book of Ezra, 10 chapters in the book of Esther, and then 13 chapters in the book of Nehemiah. And along with the post-exilic prophets, Haggai, Zechariah, and of course, Malachi. One of the themes or two of the themes that is for the book of Haggai is the rebuilding of the walls. Haggai is what we would call a work restorer. And then we see the, uh, the word of God was motivating these people to, uh, to get to work, to get the job done. And the thing that should motivate us today, uh, that should be pleasing and acceptable uh, to the eyes of God, of course, it should be the word of Almighty God. And so, have you ever just kind of kind of told yourself, man, thank God for his word. Man, just, just amazing, the word of God. The first two times we were together, we looked at, again, Haggai chapter 1, verse 1 to verse number 7. And Haggai chapter 1, 1 to verse number 3 there, we looked at a rebuke for sin. 1 to verse 4, rebuke for sin. And then in verse 5 to verse number 7, we talked about reflection upon sin. And then in verse 9 to verse number 11, we're going to look at consequences for sin. So, again, Haggai has brought the sin to their attention. This is what you're doing wrong. And so now what Haggai is going to do next, Haggai is now going to, well, second of all, Haggai is going to talk about reflection upon sin, verse 5 to verse number 7. And then in verse number 9 to verse number 11, again, Haggai is going to talk about consequences for sin. Let's read the text today as follows. Haggai 1 verse 9. You looked for much, and lo, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I did blow upon it. Why? Said the Lord of hosts, because of my house that is waste. And you run every man unto his own house. Therefore, the heaven over you is stayed from dew, and the earth is stayed from her fruit. Verse 11 says, And I call for a drought upon the land, and upon the mountain, and upon the corn, and upon the new wine, and upon that which the ground bringeth forth, and upon men, and upon cattle, and upon the labor of the hand. So Haggai here is showing us as a result of you guys not obeying the word of God, listening to the word of God. Haggai says there's consequences for that. And I think oftentimes today we fail to realize that there are consequences to the things that we do. We often look at sin as something that only hinders us in our relationship, but we fail to realize that our sin just doesn't affect us but it also affects those around us as well. One of the things that I'm sure in my life and your life, we can kind of look back, we can ponder, we can think about, and we can really just say to ourselves, man, we just have not done enough 
And the things we have done have really put others in a tight bind. So remember that when you commit sin, when you do things, it not only affects you, but it also affects those around you as well. And so when Haggai here talks about the consequence for sin, let's notice what he says again. Haggai says in verse 9, you look for much and it came to little. Imagine that scene. Here they are looking out, looking inward, going high, going low, going near, going far. And then Haggai says, all those things, it came to little. It came to not. And when you brought it home, Haggai says, God says, I did blow it away. Here you are doing all this work. Here you are uh, doing all these things you think are going to benefit you, yet you never think about me. You never think about my temple. You never think about uh, the things that I have required and requested of you to do in order uh, to be pleasing to me. Why did you blow it away? Said the Lord of hosts, because of mine house that is waste. God doesn't lead them to wonder why he blew everything away. God doesn't lead them to guessing. God said, I'll tell you exactly why I blew everything away. Because of mine house that is waste. And ye run every man unto his own house. Uh, uh, imagine hearing this message from the prophet. You're living you're doing, you're prospering. And look at my house. I often wonder if God's people didn't walk past these walls every single day going to their house and they see the house of God lying in ruins. Imagine that scene. Going into the market, going into the town. And there we see the house of God lying in ruins. Imagine the children asking their parents, what happened there? Again, 16 years had passed by from the time they laid the foundation and then quit. 16 years, so you have a 16-year-old boy or girl, mom and dad, what happened to that foundation? And they have no answer for it. God says, my house is in waste. And then he says, you run every man unto his own house. And so again, there are some consequences that will befall or that will come down on these people. Verse 10, the Bible there says, therefore the heaven over you is stayed from dew and the earth is stayed from her fruit. What else? Verse 11, the Bible says, God says, and I called upon the drought, the famine upon the land and upon the mountains and upon the corn and upon the new wine and upon the oil, and upon that which the ground bringeth forth, and upon men, and upon cattle, and upon all the labor of thy hands. There are some consequences Haggai is saying that happened to these people here. God has brought the hammer down, if you will. God has closed the book. God has said, hold up, it's time for you all to listen. I've allowed you to prosper for 16 years. I've watched you grow. I've watched you develop. I've watched you increase. Yet, my house, the very thing which I gave you, is lying in ruins. The Bible says, Haggai says, God says, I got to put a stop to this. You see, God is not going to allow us to continue to neglect and go against the word of God. We know 
what we have to do. We know what the Bible says. We look at that. We say, uh, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to go the opposite direction. And God is here telling us. He's saying to us, listen to me before a drought comes. Listen to me before I close my ear to you. In Amos chapter 8, verse 11 and 12, the Bible there says there is a famine in the land. I really want you to consider because, again, Amos is saying to God's people something that really they didn't want to hear, but he was going to tell it to them anyway. In Amos chapter 8, verse 11, the Bible says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will send a famine in the land, not of a, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst of water, but of the hearing of the word of the Lord. Haggai 8 verse 12 says, And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from north even to the east, and they shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord. And Amos says, They shall not find it. Imagine seeking and searching and it's never there. The illustration is you're in the dark and your glasses come off your face and you can't see, it's dark and you're trying to feel around for your glasses. You have no idea where they are and you never find those glasses. Imagine you are in the darkness of life. You have no idea what's in front of you. Your hand is right in your face and you can't even see it. God says the word of the Lord is going to be right in front of you, but you're not going to see it. Darkness is going to come upon you. And Haggai encouraged these people to turn back to God. In Galatians 6 verse 8, the Bible says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, what Paul that shall he also reap. It's, it's, it's interesting because when you look at the Old Testament as well, the verse that comes to mind is number, Numbers 32, verse 23. But if ye, but if ye will not do so, behold, your sin, you have sinned against the Lord. And then Moses, and then Moses says, Your sin, it has or it will find you out. Brethren, I would encourage us. If you have sin in your life, friends, I would encourage you. If you have sin in your life, you need to get to Jesus. You have to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, these individuals, you got to get to work pleasing and being acceptable unto God. Because what you're doing is not working. And if any book, with any book in the Bible, that is, we view this from two vantage points. We view this from the context in which it was written. Haggai writing to these particular individuals, but if we take this and we bring it closer and we apply it today, the same message Haggai preached all those years ago is so applicable to us today. Now, you have to keep in mind, I'm assuming many people who are listening are faithful members of the kingdom of God. Haggai here is writing to those who are not faithful. And so it's often difficult and we often fail to understand that when preachers preach the word, yes, it is being applied to us. But as preachers, we also have to understand that you're preaching a message in the context that is Haggai's preaching a message to unfaithful people. So how can we apply this message preached to unfaithful people, apply it to faithful people? Well, it's simple. 
Because whether you're unfaithful or faithful, in both settings, in both situations, you still have to get to work. If you're unfaithful, you need to get to work and get into the kingdom of God. And once you're in the kingdom of God, you have to work while you are in that kingdom. You see, work, it all continues to come home and it constantly continues uh, to come together. And so Haggai here is rebuking them for, excuse me, he, again, yes, that's right. In verse two and three, uh, he rebukes them for their sin. In verse five to verse number seven, he causes them or encourages them to reflect upon their sin. And then in verse number nine to verse number 11, Haggai shows them the consequences for their sin. The consequences for our sin. The great thing about Jesus and the great thing about the gospel is that we have an advocate, First John 2, 1 and 2, Jesus Christ the righteous. And because of that, we can get it right. The Bible shows us over in 1 John 1, in verse number 5, the Bible there says, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Verse 6 there, the Bible says, excuse me, 1 John uh, chapter 1, verse number 1 and following there, uh, the Bible says in verse number 6, and we say, that we have fellowship with him and walk in the darkness. John says, we lie not and we do not the truth. Verse seven, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, cleanseth us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Verse nine, but if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Verse 10, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word, it is. John said it's not enough. But first John 2, 1 says, my little children, these things write out unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is a, notice this word, propitiation for our sins. He's our atonement and not for our sins only, but also for the sins of the world. Verse three, and hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. In both testaments, in both covenants, God encourages his people to keep his commandments. And when we keep his commandments, we are doing what God has asked us to do and thus, we can share that message with others as well. Thank you for tuning in to another episode here on the Diligent Podcast, where we desire to be diligent in our studies and we make Bible study come to life. And I'm your host, Joshua Cantrell. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.